witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Well, let's get into it. Hey, Holly. Hey. (laughs) How's it going? I'm great are you are you a little tired today i'm exhausted i am i did not drink really last night at all yeah but i am hungover in the worst way like the tired (laughs) yeah i get it the tired it was a 90s themed party so there was like push pops and pop rocks and oh i love it like so much candy (laughs) so you're sugar hungover today and then what do we have for dinner happy meals oh my god that's so cute so cute but god i feel like shit (laughs) i feel like absolute garbage (laughs) i love that idea just as a background holly went to a bachelorette party last night yeah and then had to get up bright and early to come to my bridal shower this morning because holly's um has great luck and two of her closest friends are getting married not even close together but i'm pretty sure what mine's saturday and hers is sunday yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) fun great times so holly's been running around back and forth between basically balancing two weddings that are happening fucking back to back which means like bachelorette parties very close together Bridal showers, very close together. Yeah. Weddings, very close Uh, together. (laughs) I don't want to talk about the wedding. So last night was We love you, Lauren. By the way, we love you, Lauren. Absolutely. (laughs) I know you listen sometimes. We love you. But it's I had a great time. (laughs) I saw some pictures from last night and it looked like such a blast. It was so good. What a great fucking theme. I love the theme. The theme was what, back to the nineties? Or batch? Yeah, batch to the nineties. So smart. So, so smart. It was really fun. Really fun. Got to see lots of people I haven't seen since like high school. Yeah. Or high school, slightly after high, high school. Yeah. Like seen them a few times since high school, but like, <laughs> but not really since then. No. So. Well, that's a lot of fun. That's so much fun. But yeah, yeah, I get it. So feeling like sugar hungover and not feeling great and then going to a bridal shower where there were lots of loud women having yeah. a good time i mean it was great it was lovely it makes me laugh because you and sam were both hungover <laughs> sam was on her second, second day. day day two hangover and yeah I, i'm still fresh <laughs> fresh as a daisy it just here. made me laugh that two of my <laughs> my two bridesmaids are hungover i'm like that's my girls i'm this so- is why i love you guys <laughs> i apologize i am not bringing my a game today not at all firing on all cylinders here here's the thing today was not a day that you had to so like (laughs) totally valid do what you gotta do here's the thing my mom was really the only one that had to fire on all cylinders today yeah and she did great yeah she she picked up the slack for all of us so (laughs) because i was too like i haven't been around that many people in a very long time and when i first got there like i don't know if you were there when i we first started taking photos but like i think i had a moment of sensory overload Mm. And I was like shaking. Like, well, I think it was just like, not that it was overwhelming, but I was just like, I was in a bit of a hurry and I had to get some stuff done. And then I I got to my mom's house and people were already there. And I thought that I would have like 10 minutes before people got there. Not the case. No. Which was great though, because you know what? I got to see a lot of people that I I love and that unfortunately aren't going to be at the wedding, but I was able to celebrate with them today and hang out with them today. Yeah. Like, for example, our good friend of the podcast here, Tori, and her mom and her sister were there, and I love them. Tori was fucking cracking up at me. (laughs) Like, because I get there, I see her, and I was like, oh, hey, someone I know, fucking beeline. (laughs) Which is fucking hilarious because I know. I know everyone there, you do. basically. I was going to say, like, bitch, what? <laughs> you know like, the whole Tori. Group. Yeah. Tori's going to get it. So <laughs> I to Tori. Beeline, like, lock eyes. <laughs> walk up beside her and I'm like, I am far too hungover for this. <laughs> Incredible. She just looks at me and just starts cackling. <laughs> i loved it i had a great day i think it went off without a hitch yeah it was great it was a good time it was a really good time right so i'm happy about it yeah yeah but enough about weddings 
because this isn't a wedding podcast. This is a witch bitch podcast. <laughs> witch bitch. Speaking of witch bitch, it was so funny. One of the games we played today was um, what's in your purse. Yeah. And one of the things on the list was a rock. <laughs> and we were standing there. And of course, Tori marks it off. And then her mom is like, of course, you would have a rock in your purse. And I don't know where I was like, she's a witch. <laughs> And I was like, don't worry, I have a rock in my purse, too. It's actually the one Tori bought me. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I get it. There's also probably like two other people at this party who also have rocks in their purse. I did not. Oh, what? I know. Whoa. No, my number was 75. So low considering how heavy my purse is. <laughs> you know what? You just have stuff that wasn't on the list. It's true. In your purse. It's very true. You're like, I have so much stuff. I was like, Tori. Tori was like a hundred and... 130 or something like that yeah fuck she had everything like she just had everything in her purse but yeah it was a good time it was a good time but um getting back to witchy stuff today we're doing something a little not different but something that falls into the realm of spirituality as well as psychology so we're doing we're crossing over a little bit co-mingling if you will Cool, cool so i am you here for it We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm firing on half cylinders. Psychology is a... Ooh, she can be convoluted. She and can my brain be. can possibly handle it. I right. don't know. We'll find out. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about shadow work. Oh, fun. Yay. So um, what is it? Where did it come from? Why is it even important? And how does it relate to spirituality? Yeah. It's kind of what we're going to touch on today. Um, Depending on... Time-wise here, this may be a two-parter, but we'll see where we're at. <laughs> I'm not going to have a lot of conjecture today, I'll That's tell you fair. that much. So it might only be a one, <laughs> might only be a one episode. Ooh. That's okay. So just to start, I'm going to make you talk a little bit at the beginning here. So what do you think of, and you might, this might be difficult, not difficult, but this might be right on the money because you know what it is, but what do you think of when I say shadow work? You're working on your own shadow, your own inner self. And what you bring to the world and how you reflect on it. Correct. That's exactly it. But there is a lot of people who don't know that shadow work means referring to the shadow of the self, but they think shadow work in terms of darkness. Yeah, like in what terms you of thought. evil. Yeah. Exactly. So at the beginning of this spiritual journey that we've been having here, I did not know what shadow work was. And I very much thought shadow work was just synonymous with black magic. Yeah, working in the, the shadows. Exactly. More working in the shadows rather than with working your own on your shadow. Exactly. Yeah. So shadow work has nothing to do with connecting with any type of evil. Um, no evil forms or is not rooted in dark magic at all. No. As Holly just said, it's talking about those areas of ourselves that we either suppress or hide away from the world that end up showing up in what's called our shadow selves. So let's get into it. What is shadow work? So... What does it mean when we say that we're doing shadow work? Our shadow side is the darker side of our personality. It consists of all of our negative human emotions and impulses like rage, envy, greed, selfishness, desire, and the striving for power. So all of those things reside within our shadow selves. All of the personality traits that we deny within ourselves or whatever we perceive as an inferior feelings, evil feelings or unacceptable types of behaviors become part of our shadow because typically those are the things that we suppress. Our shadows can be anything we deem as incompatible with our chosen conscious and outward attitudes about ourselves. So you have your light self which is what you choose to portray and those things that we all aspire to be when we're all trying to be the it girl eating avocado toast and waking up at 6 a.m. to work out. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> right? Everything about that sounds horrifying. Awful. <laughs> Especially the avocado. <laughs> Holly's like, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. eating avocado and then shitting for the, the rest, rest of the, of the day. day. Yeah. <laughs> Not stopping. Yeah. So the personal shadow in a way becomes the disowned self if you will. So this shadow self represents the part of us we no longer claim to be our own. But even though we're not claiming these traits anymore, these unexamined or disowned parts of our personality don't actually go anywhere. Just because we suppress them and we don't want to show them to people doesn't mean that they don't still exist within us and they just end up in our shadow. Hmm. So although we deny them in our attempt to cast them out in any way, we don't actually end up ever getting rid of them. We repress them and they become part of our unconscious selves if not dealt with or resolved. So again, these things can just show up unconsciously 
And so perfect example, you might be working on something, say being less judgmental. So you're trying to repress this feeling of judgment or say jealousy in some way. And then something might happen that triggers it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you feel that internal rage or that internal jealousy or that internal judgment. Yes. And then that is what is sitting within the shadow. Mm -hmm. So just because we don't consciously want to do these things, they pop up within us and they just happen without us wanting them to. It's like uh, bottled emotions. Yes. Whatever. Strahler broke the camel's back. Exactly. That's exactly it. Right. Uh, So when I say unconscious, just think of it as everything we're not conscious of in our behavior. Yeah. So it doesn't mean like, oh, while we're sleeping, (laughs) you know, anything like that. But it's just more things that happen without us making the choice to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shadow work comes from the term the shadow self, which was which was coined by the famed 20th century psychologist Carl Jung. Jung. J-U-N-G. Jung. Um, in it's called Jungian psychology. This term describes the unconscious parts of the personality our conscious ego does not want to identify within itself. Mm. So there's a quote that he has, and it says, "Everyone carries a shadow, and the less, or sorry, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and deeper it is." Right. So the more that the person tries to suppress it and they're not working on these things and they're just trying to like cast this part of themselves out, the the darker and deeper that that emotion will show up unconsciously hmm. in the shadow self. Cool. So um, in essence, the shadow self is the darker side of ourselves. We repress and ignore. Um, just think of it as like an invisible bag you drag around behind you mm-hmm. filled with lots of fun things that just pop up. Yeah. <laughs> so just to go over... Um, Carl Jung came up with eight types of like archetypes in terms of the shadow self. So he has the self, which is center of the personality or the psyche and your conscious awareness. Hmm. Then there is the shadow and the shadow is the dark and emotional aspect of your psyche. Then there's the, (laughs) um, I think it's anima, A-N-I-M-A, anima, which is an image of an idea idolized woman that draws people into the feminine side okay and then you have the anim animus which is um the part of you that has the capacity for reflection and self-knowledge then there's the persona which is the mask you wear you show to the world while you protect your inner self which makes sense. I think most of us have heard of a persona. Yeah. Oh, this person's putting on a persona or, oh, yeah, that's her persona or his persona or their yeah. persona, right? Then there's the hero, which is a part of your psyche that can overcome evil and destruction. Mm. The wise old man, which is a personification of the self that contains your wisdom. And the trickster, a childish part of your psyche that needs constant gratification. So those are the eight different archetypes of the self it's interesting that um those archetypes are very similar to how we see many deities yes right like if you look like the norse pantheon we've got you know the the old man it's odin the trickster of loki yes we've got um you know freya for that that idea idea the idyllic women woman Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) english is hard it's okay brain is not functioning (laughs) i was talking to someone yesterday and we were talking about bodybuilders and i called them baldy builders (laughs) baldy builders (laughs) i was like what the fuck am i saying (laughs) i've done that the best one i've ever had was the um there was a a flying spider and i was like oh my god it's a spying flider (laughs) you're just like like, you know you fuck up the (laughs) baldy builder (laughs) baldy builders Um, i was trying to say she lives in bali and now she's a body we were talking about people we went to high school with oh okay she's living in bali she's a bodybuilder now super cool uh baldy builder (laughs) incredible (laughs) incredible okay so young defined the shadow archetype as the dark and emotional side of your personality or psyche he also defined it as in as inferior or immoral but this isn't always the case for example Say that you are often teased about being talkative as a child. Believing that you talk too much, you start to retreat within, weighing every conversation to see if you quote unquote did it again. One day, someone makes an unconscious comment while you're preparing for a presentation. 
in terms of be careful not to put too many words on that slide, da 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 da, and then you become furious. Okay, why? It wasn't the comment, the presentation, or even whether or not there were too many words on the slide. It was the part of you that was emotionally invested in not being a chatterbox anymore. Anything that threatens the way you present yourself to the world, that it brings your shadow self into the light, if you will, will be seen as a threat to your identity and ultimately your safety. Yeah. Right? So what makes up your shadow depends on what you subconsciously reject within yourself. We usually hear this come up as negative self-talk. And often these rejected parts of ourselves are the result of either childhood experiences or childhood traumas. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Usually used as a safety mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime you're outcasted within a social group, anytime you're seen as being different or you're shunned in any way, typically those things as a child, you'll start to suppress and, you know, put behind you and... Yeah. put into your shadow. So it was Young's position that if you didn't embrace the entirety of your being, you could not live a full and fulfilling life. He wrote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Hmm. Having this shadow can lead to limiting beliefs, which has the possibility to snowball into all types of negative outcomes in our conscious lives, such as self-sabotage, destructive behavior, or even ruined relationships based on, on toxic, um, non-evidential beliefs. Yeah. Right? So the idea of shadow work then is acknowledging all parts of your psyche, effectively bringing what is in the dark into the light so you can have balance, right? So it's always said that you can't have balance without both the dark and the light. And shadow work is very much that, learning how to balance the dark and the light. Yeah. Um, it actualizes living in a multi multifaceted life that incorporates the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, the embarrassing, the uncertain, all of it into one so that's uh that's what shadow work is cool. which i think is super cool and the more i learn about it the more i'm like yeah this is kind of like when i started this whole journey on like witchcraft like that's I, what you what should have been doing yeah, yeah this is what i feel like i've been doing without yeah. knowing that i was doing it and without putting a title on it at yeah. all right and i'm like now that i know a lot more about it i'm like yeah this is it this is exactly why i think i found such comfort in learning witchcraft and why i think i found such comfort in like being within these communities because a lot of the people within at least in my experience this isn't everybody's experience but in, in my experience everybody that i've met that have been within these communities are so open and self-embracing mm -hmm. and they realize that you don't have to be a fucking cookie cutter and that you shouldn't be a cookie cutter yeah and they're willing to accept the wild and the weird and i love it you know what i mean mm -hmm. you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not no exactly right so why is shadow work important that's the next thing we're going to talk about so exploring your shadow can lead to greater authenticity creativity energy and personal awakening. This introspective process is essential for reaching mature adulthood, which is rarer than most people think it is. Having a fully adult, uh, mature adult hmm. yeah. <laughs> who is like emotionally mature. When I say mature, I mean emotionally yeah, I mature. Can, I don't can't think of many people that are emotionally mature. Right. It's well and it's difficult because if they're, if you like if you have all of these unprocessed traumas, how do you expect to ever be able to and if you've never l learned how to deal with your emotions in a positive way like dealing with negative emotions in a positive way is a very difficult thing to do yeah and if you don't know how to do it and you don't have people around you that support you learning how to do it it's uh, almost nearly impossible for you to do it exactly right yeah so um well and how can you expect uh a child to mature if they've never had a chance to actually have like a childhood yeah too, right? absolutely like, there's so if many you things experience childhood trauma your your childhood gets tainted in such a way that you're not going to mature no right? exactly or it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to mature or things that you see as mature are not right exactly. like i always think about like have you ever seen those things on like facebook or whatever where it's like a parent getting upset at a child and then that child grows into a parent and they do it to their children and it just like the cycle it's continues cycle, yeah. yeah right so it's it's just one of those things and unfortunately if you're never in a position where you're capable or you have the support to learn how to be emotionally mature it can be a very difficult thing to go through yeah exactly right especially because emotional maturity has a lot about not blaming other people and turning the finger inwards and being like what is my problem how do yeah. i control this how do i deal with this yeah right whereas 
being emotionally immature is very much this person upset me and they did that. And it's so much easier to blame everybody around you for bad things happening rather than stepping back and maybe thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe I did this. Yeah. Right. I'm to blame. Exactly. So your shadow is where you hold all the reasons behind your coping mechanisms and behavior, which once helped you through traumatic or even abusive events. But now these behaviors are creating problems or perpetuating trauma and abuse cycles. So a lot of the time, like we were just talking about, you know, you might have this childhood trauma, say a, a child watches their parents have a very toxic, abusive relationship which then that, you know, that plays into their psyche. And then when they grow up, that abuse cycle can continue by them thinking that these types of behaviors are appropriate. And then they find themselves in a very similar relationship to that that they watched growing up. There's a saying that says um, abused people abuse people. Mm, Yeah. And... Yeah, like yeah. that sums it up basically. Absolutely, like, right? And if, I, if I get it. If you've been hurt, you want to hurt others. Yeah, or you just allow people to continue hurting you because you mm-hmm. think that that's normal. Yeah. And that you're deserving of it in some way, which is not true, right? So it is, it's crazy. The more I was reading about this, the more I was like, yeah, this totally makes sense. And this is not just spirituality, but this is like emotional, you know, Uh, connection emotional work like there's so much that (laughs) is covered under shadow work that it's hard to just be like I'm working on me yeah (laughs) it's a journal about me no exactly (laughs) right so yeah um so these things that we suppress without resolving will continue to affect us we all have traits that we are proud of and traits that we don't feel confident about um some of these traits may trigger or embarrass us so we hide them from public view Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um these parts make up your shadow self and it longs to be heard Mm -hmm. right because I perfect example I'll use an example of mine I've always been kind of like the jokester and I very much use like self-deprecating humor in situations where I'm uncomfortable yeah and I've always been embarrassed about some of the things that I say when I'm having one of those moments yeah and so I always tried not to use my comedy and I was like oh just don't say anything just don't say anything and now that I'm getting older and the more that I'm like no fuck it I'm just gonna embrace who I am full-heartedly yeah now I'm just like I'm gonna crack jokes whether you think it's funny or not no exactly (laughs) right like this is what I do and this is how this is how I function in the world and this is how I deal with like uncomfortable situations and I'm okay with that and like I just I make light of it and I like laugh about it and joke about it and sometimes my jokes are bad and sometimes they go too far (laughs) but it is what it is right so these parts make up your shadow self and it longs to be heard however it's not always easy to come with turn come to terms with our shadow selves many people tend to repress those hidden parts of themselves to avoid having to confront that darker side even though the shadow still exists it gets pushed back and forgotten but repressing your inner shadow can have dangerous consequences most often the shadow manifests as our triggers emotional reactions that we haven't fully dealt with they bubble up to the surface right under the wrong circumstances Um, and it takes training self-awareness guidance and courage to help you face your shadow self in a healthy way Mm -hmm. right like I don't think people realize how much support it takes from the people that are closest to you to allow you the space to learn how to be better yeah exactly and do better yeah right because a lot of people very much are very quick to be like no you're an adult you should have dealt with it better and you should have da 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 yeah. and you're like but I'm trying I'm yeah. trying and I'm learning and I think it's also it is very very difficult to take accountability for when you're wrong and for when you know you've had not great moments yeah do you know what I mean yeah. right like a good example is like when you and I had our whole conversation it, it's not easy to be like I fucked up Yeah, I fucked up and I let my like anger get the best of me and I did shit that I'm not proud of. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It's not easy to look a friend in the face and say that. No, exactly. Right. And it's embarrassing. It's upsetting. It's like also really difficult. (laughs) Right. But it's something that you have to do. Yeah. Right. Otherwise. Yeah. It's um, it's good in the long run. It's just mm-hmm. tough to do. It is. Yeah. So this is exactly why shadow work exists. Um, shadow work is designed to help you integrate and accept every single part of yourself so that you can live and thrive with more clarity and authenticity. Um, so 
let's spend the next little while. We're going to spend the next little while exploring what that means and how you can benefit from shadow work and how you can start practicing shadow work. Okay. So when you ignore it, your shadow will find ways to um, make you aware that it exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And this can lead to issues like um, self-loathing, poor self-esteem, self-deceit and deceiving others. So um, what's the word? When someone's a... like a constant liar. They just lie about everything. Per- not perpetual. Do you know what I'm trying to say? When you're like, oh, this person's a whatever liar. Habitual. Thank you. Maybe habitual. Habitual. Pathological. That's pathological what it is. Pathological yeah. liar. When yeah. somebody's like a pathological liar, that's part of the shadow self showing up. Yeah. You're not doing it consciously. Sometimes people just lie in turn, like trying to impress people. Yeah. And that's how the shadow self is showing up and making that person aware that it's existing. So it can also Uh, show up as anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. Um, it can show up as offensive behavior towards others Um, struggling to have healthy relationships with family uh, friends or loved ones like um, spouses or you know more sexual relationships yeah Uh, self-sabotage self-absorption so people being completely absorbed with their own self-identity and then same with like an inflated ego all of these are really negative toxic ways that your shadow will continuously show up in your life if not dealt with right so when you reject your shadow you may also start uh, projecting onto others so projection happens when you see things in others that you subconsciously recognize within yourself those parts can make you really uncomfortable and as a result you can seek to judge or punish those who reflect those traits to you Mm. which is really interesting I didn't really realize that so really yeah like i don't think i that's I, like where the saying like where the most typically like the most homophobic people are in the closet themselves yeah see it's just like that right? i think i always i think i i like i knew of terms like that but i just i guess i never really put projection in terms of like that shadow self like mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. i i think like you're you're correct like the whole like homophobic people that example makes a ton of sense but i think in terms of like oh simple things like um like anxiety like watching somebody who has anxiety and then realizing that you have it and then you're like oh my god she's so overreactive she's so blah 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 blah." and it's because there's a part of you that has that anxiety that you're not really dealing with and that person having anxiety and being open about it triggers something in you yeah right so I think I just never saw it on such a I don't want to say superficial, but not as intense level as, say, like, racism or homophobia or, you know, really yeah. severe things like that. Internalized misogyny. Yes, yeah. internalized misogyny. Exactly. When you look at, like, big examples like that, you're like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But I think when you look at it as some, like, little things, like just not feeling secure in social groups, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's a lot smaller of a thing, but it can still yeah. happen. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. So your shadow self um, isn't a flaw or a mistake. So it's never a good thing to ever think of it as like a flaw or like a bad part of you or a mistake that it exists. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's a natural part of who you are. Shadow work is at heart about developing self-awareness and ultimately self-acceptance and compassion for those parts of ourselves that we're not constantly happy about. Shadow work is often both therapy and more spiritual, helping you see different parts of yourself Uh, For people who have been especially good at avoiding their shadow, for instance, because it's too far different from your own self-perception or desired impression, shadow work is about acknowledging, just even acknowledging the existence of shadows and then getting curious about exploring them. Yeah. Right? So for somebody who, like this example put perfectly, who's so far removed from it, Learning how to love your shadow might not be step one, but just acknowledging that it exists and that it's okay that it exists might be a great starting place for someone. Yeah. Right? So for those whose shadow is associated with trauma, this type of work helps you work through the trauma to embrace the part of yourself that has been suppressed or shamed throughout your life. By accepting your shadow self, you can start to see how your thoughts and emotions influence your behavior. When you're aware of this, you can take control and empower yourself to live life more deliberately and consciously. And you can start to show up as your true authentic self, right? Which Mm -hmm. makes sense. So there's lots of benefits from practicing shadow work in um, so many different aspects of your life. Here are just, I put together eight examples of benefits 
um, that can be gained by implementing shadow work into your self-care practice. So I took very much a self-care approach on this because we had an episode a few weeks ago called When in Doubt, Dance It Out. And it was all about self-care. And we talked a lot about being able to practice self-care without doing, you know, work out, eat clean, meditate. You know what I mean? Yes. So these are how to implement shadow work into your self already self-care practices. So one, one benefit, you can gain more confidence and self-esteem, right? So you can show up more confidently when you show up as the full version of yourself, shadow and all. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's no more hidden self-doubt about the parts of yourself that you may dislike or even loathe. This means you can be more confident and move forward to achieve your goals easier. Mm. Most of the time, our shadow traits are actually valuable parts of our personality. But if they're truly weaknesses, you're better able to address them when you bring them out into the light so that you can understand and maybe manage them better. Right? Okay, yeah. So number two is improving your creativity. Your shadow doesn't just hide traits that people consider unacceptable or undesirable. It can also hide amazing parts of yourself like creativity. Mm. Right? So perfect example is when I was younger, my parents didn't see the arts in school is necessary for my education. Yeah. And I was very much math and sciences. Um, and I think because of that, when I was younger, I very much suppressed my creative side because I always saw it as unnecessary or secondary or like lesser not than. lesser than. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that logic. worth less. Yeah. Which is just not true no. at all. Right. So accepting your shadow means you get to embrace your creative side. Instead of suppressing your darker self, you can fully tap into all of the unique expressions that hide within the shadow self. Right. Uh. Interesting. Hey. Mm-hmm. So number three, building better relationships with people. So when you fully love and accept yourself, you can fully love and accept others. When you tame your projections, you can see others for who they really are and you no longer see them as projections of the side of you that you dislike. Mm-hmm. So you can full up and be fully authentic in, in relationships and you might actually end up meeting people who you would have never met gotten along with before yeah because you're no longer projecting no exactly right so super interesting and you can also like it it leads to the opportunity to build really strong bonds with people when you're just like fully who you are and you don't feel like you're hiding yourself from other people so number four is practicing self-acceptance So you can try and get rid of the loathing, the self-loathing that you may unconsciously have when you repress your shadow. But you can only do this by fully accepting the side of yourself and practicing that self-awareness. Accepting your shadow means accepting and feeling self-compassion for every aspect of yourself. It won't necessarily come easy or automatically, but beginning shadow work opens the door for you to to get there, right? Mm. So another good example I have you know, struggled with my weight my whole life. And I think very much society has put this idea on women, especially that we're supposed to look and be a certain way or to be beautiful. We need to be a certain weight or to get a husband. We need to be a certain weight or blah, 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 blah. To be worthy. To be worthy. Just in general, to be worthy, you have to be thin. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. And I think for so long I had that like terrible, terrible self body image. And I think part of this like spiritual awakening if you will Mm -hmm. in me has been just learning to love me for me yeah right yeah lumps and bumps and cellulite and stretch marks and all of it could you imagine waiting to get married until you felt comfortable with yourself like with my weight no could you imagine like Never. So many people put off getting married and put off having their weddings until they're thinner. Yeah. And I might like thought about being one of them too. But I was like, why the fuck would I do that? Why? Why? (laughs) And also, here's the thing. Do you want to marry somebody who would only want to marry you at a certain size? Exactly. No, that is not. not That is not a person who I want to be married to at all. And I mean, I'll tell you this. I've even said it. I love that you brought this up, especially with the wedding, because it's like this big day for Mm -hmm. for most people. And you're kind of the star of the show. Not kind of. You are the star of the show. And I had made a comment to Alex about photography. And I was very I not was, I am, I'm going to own it. I am very nervous that I am going to be very unkind to myself 
when I see those photos of me. And I very much am trying my best to be self-accepting and self-loving and, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at my my stretch marks or my lumps and bumps as battle scars of the things that I've gone through and like the things and like still learning to love my body and my body is amazing and it does these amazing things and it may not look like what I thought it should look like, but it's still incredible and it's still beautiful. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm having, I'm struggling with this really overwhelming feeling that I am going to hate all of my wedding photos, not in terms of like who is in them, but in terms of looking at myself and disliking who I see in them. But the important thing is, is to have them. Yes. Have them. Even if you don't like them now. Yeah. Years from now, you're going to look at those photos with much kinder eyes. Yes. That's you know what, what I'm I mean? hoping. You will. Yeah. You will. Yeah. Like, look at pictures from of when we were, you know, just graduating high school. Yeah. And we thought we looked awful in those photos. Yeah, yeah. Look fair. back on them now. Yeah, that's fair. You and know? I love that. I love the 17-year-old girl who I... I, you are so right. Actually, yeah. you are so right. And, and because you look back and you're like, there's times I look at myself at 17 and I just want to hug myself yeah. and be like, girl, you are, you you are carrying. You have nothing to be self-conscious no, about. I'm like, like, girl, you are carrying so much fucking baggage that you should never have carried. Yeah. Right. And I just want to hug myself and be like, you did your best with what you had. Yeah. And um, yeah, now it's just time to be nicer to yourself. Yeah. And that's why I've been practicing. I've been trying to practice this like self-love and, you know, looking in the mirror and, oh. I'm grateful and I'm beautiful and I you know my body is amazing I practice like gratitude statements yeah I'm just trying to like affirmations yes yeah. affir- positive affirmations that are are centric to my body because I have had a very toxic toxic as fuck body image for years that has turned into multiple types of eating disorders um constant dieting I think I have been on a diet for 15 years yeah I don't think I've never not been on a diet up until recently where I'm like, I'm just going to eat when I'm hungry. Yeah, and eat I'm what not, makes you happy, man. Yeah, and I'm not going to like punish myself for yeah. it. Also, I don't, but also realizing I, uh, sitting down and having a bite of a brownie or a small piece of brownie is okay. Eating six pounds of a brownie is not okay. <laughs> right? Here's the thing. Eat what makes you happy, but don't eat to be happy. Exactly. Yes, that is a great. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> you it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. Because like if you're sitting down, you're eating a whole fucking carton of ice cream. Yeah. Sure. The first few bites that are great. That make you happy. But like dopamine. But after that, you're eating. You're chasing that dopamine rush. You're chasing that feeling of happiness. And it's like, yeah. no, you've already gotten your fill. You don't need any more. Yeah. Just just eat what makes you happy. But don't. Yeah. Don't, don't eat to be happy. Yeah. I love that. And that's exactly it. Right. And I am I am trying really hard to, like I said, be kinder to who I am and and love my lumps and bumps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your b- bodies are incredible. And the things that they do are fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, if it weren't for your body, you would have never been to Thailand. If it weren't for your yes. body, you would have never been to Toronto. If it yeah. weren't for your body, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Your body does amazing things. It carries you through your day every yep. day. Yeah. My body has taken me to beautiful places mm-hmm. and through incredible experiences and your body's gonna walk you down that fucking aisle hey, yeah <laughs> yeah bitch <laughs> and that's just it right so I'm, I'm working very hard on you know loving myself and trying not to worry so much about what I look like mm-hmm. I don't know I think I am trying to unlearn 20 years of mass marketing yeah. that is pumped into my brain. 20 years of negative self-thoughts. Yes. 20, 20 years. years of looking in the mirror and not being happy. Yes. 20, you know, it's... Yeah, it, it's trying to... Un- yeah, it's like trying to unlearn 20 years of, of all of this toxicity in a year. Yeah. And I just have to tell myself, like, one step at a time. Yeah. It took you, tw- took you 20 years to... become to- this negative, <laughs> this self-deprecating. Yes. So extreme that all of a sudden you've realized yeah that you've gotten to that point where i'm like this isn't gonna work you can't revert that in a day no exactly <laughs> right and i'm like it's going to take time to love yourself again yeah. but we're getting there it and takes a long time to knit a sweater it takes a long time to <laughs> unwind that. it okay yeah, i love <laughs> that it's true it's so true isn't it <laughs> so um Number five is discovering your hidden talents. So you can use shadow work to uncover what some people call the gold in your shadow bag. In other words, your inner strengths and resources that you didn't even realize that you had had before. Mm -hmm. 
So some people may fear that their shadow contains too much darkness for them to overcome. But in most cases, this golden shadow takes up most of the space. It just never had an opportunity to thrive before. So you might just have things, you know, in your handy dandy Mary Poppins bag that you never knew you had. So number six, improving your overall wellness just in general. So repressing your shadow can lead to all sorts of problems. Uh, You may not even realize these problems stem from a repressed side of yourself until you're ready to face the shadow. Mm. So shadow work can help you take control of your wellness journey by starting at the root instead of addressing specific wellness issues. For example, anxiety, unhealthy relationships, etc. Shadow work tackles their root cause rather than the result of the repression. So I thought that was interesting. Number seven, increase your compassion towards others. So shadow work helps to reduce projection uh, when you interact with other people and you're less likely to to be triggered by other people's personality traits and quirks. Yeah. 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 So So like you won't find other people's voices is annoying. Or... Or even just some of their behaviors or the way they do things yeah. or the way you, you might just be able to look at, like you said, look at a situation with kinder eyes. Yeah. Right. It'll help you be more compassionate and maybe help you realize that some people might, this might be some people's shadow showing up without them even realizing it. We're all just trying to fucking get through life, man. Yeah. We- everybody is just trying to make everybody is on the fucking struggle bus together and we're all just trying to figure it out yeah right so be kind (laughs) and lastly just have better clarity in general so shadow work gives you a better clarity on how your thoughts emotions and feelings lead you to act the way you do okay yeah so those are like eight pretty major benefits that will help within your self-care routine cool so love yourself (laughs) work on that shadow Right. Okay. So I know we've been through quite a lot. So we've gone over what is shadow work and Mm -hmm. why it's important and some of the benefits. It's very, obviously very important. It is super important. So I have a good portion left, which is how to practice shadow work. And then I'm also going to go into some rituals, some spiritual, spiritual rituals. English is hard. (laughs) And techniques for beginners. So I think to give that an opportunity to be it's like a stand standalone and mm. not make this like a two-hour episode we're going to turn this into a part two yeah so and that'll be that'll be perfect too because the next episode will be a new month we'll be ter- talking about tarot our tarot for exactly the month, which i need to talk to you about right now as well <laughs> okay let's do are, it are we done with we are done okay. for right now but so next perfect. week tune in for part two uh where we talk about practices and techniques and tools that you guys can use and incorporate into your your witchcraft so right. tell me about awesome. tarot. <laughs> so do you remember my April poll? Kind of. It Refresh. was okay. It was. Very, I remember it was very heavy on like finances, very money centric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very money centric. Well, okay. Let me tell you how my month has fucking gone. Oh, and like, <laughs> I'm looking back on it now, thinking like, wow, the cards really did beat me up. <laughs> They really came for me. They came for blood. (laughs) Yeah, I remember we were laughing because we were talking about that meme. I got beat up by a deck of cards. Well, because the cards were basically like, watch your finances. You've got a big pitfall coming. Like, you have shit happening in your life. Be cautious of your finances and be aware of what's going on. Yeah. Oh, no. So, (laughs) after that, we had to put down a cat. Oh. Bubs. That was $400. Yeah. And then... I threw caution to the wind and was like, I'm going to adopt a dog. That was $500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Which is like, so that that is a combined $900 on, on vet expenses, which yes. is like plenty. And then we did our taxes and we had to pay to have our taxes done. Of course. Just like another 200 bucks. Cause yeah. Because accountants aren't, aren't cheap. No, they aren't. We ain't cheap, baby. <laughs> and now I've got an engineer coming to inspect my basement. Oh my God. A couple thousand. Three thousand dollars for the inspection. Well, it's two thousand for the inspection and another thousand if you want a detailed report. Holy fuck! (laughs) Holy fuck! So yeah, four thousand dollars in extra expenses this month. Wow. Yeah. The cards don't lie. (laughs) The cards don't fucking lie. You know what happened is you (laughs) when you adopted Holly got a new puppy. We should put pictures of him up on the Instagram. Yeah, we can put him up on the Instagram. I cannot believe we haven't had an (laughs) intro for him. Can I say his name? Yeah. Yeah, His name is Knox. He is the cutest little wiener. He's a little baby. (laughs) He is so sweet. Um, but you know what happened? Guaranteed. You 
<laughs> you adopted Knox and the universe was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> you think you can afford that extra $500? I told you <laughs> to manage and be aware. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we put down Ignacio and yeah, that's you know, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to put down an animal oh, no, and have them not. cremated and an no. urn. And, and you, you wanted to do it the right way. Yes. I'm and not going to bury my cat in the backyard. I'm not no. going to do it. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Nope. In a perfect world, I probably would have had him, um, his skeleton articulated. Mm. And that would be really fucking cool. And it would look really good in our office. But like, it's a little too macabre for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But having for like another... For me right another... now, anyways. Well, like yeah. I mean, that... Yeah, that is a lot to deal with. Yeah, and you, I think you very much have to be in the right headspace. Yeah, and yeah. have to look at something like that from a very, um, like beautiful and like remembering standpoint mm-hmm. rather than like a cool spooky standpoint. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get so, that. But yeah, we had him. We had well, and we had him like an autopsy done for him. We had all the things. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a lot so that adds up right and i was like yeah we can we can swing it we can make that work it's fine and then uh, we would have been fine and then i was like no i'm gonna adopt a dog (laughs) (laughs) and the thing too is it's like it's not cheap because you got the food you have the the vet check the like and spent three hundred dollars at the pet store after i got it yeah it's like we need a leash and a collar and toys and a food bowl food bowl and food and treats puppy and- pads i know that's why i went out and i got that little gift yeah, for you guys i appreciate I was like, that so much i was like they're gonna need toys and puppy pads yeah. at least like let me gra- <laughs> grab a few things so that it's like one last thing you guys have to do <laughs> so funny like such yeah. a dumb thing but i just saw him online he had the same like Face. pattering as Ignacio did. And I was yeah. like, yeah, meant to be, I guess. It's Fuck the universe. The universe. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> the universe played a sick joke on me. Watch your finances. But like, <laughs> here's a dog that looks just like your dead cat. Suck, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. bitch. <laughs> you know what? It's like, you know, those memes that are like, when, when my spiritual guide's trying to teach me something and you're just like not learning and it's like, shit's like blowing up in the like, background. <laughs> That was you this month. I feel like I had two two different spiritual guides. Like one that was like, yeah, you know, just just be chill, save your money, do something good with it, like whatever. And the other one being like, puppies, <laughs> but puppies, puppies. <laughs> I get it, dude. Literally, I took a day off and I was like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna go to the SPCA. And then I kidnapped Alex from work and was like, you're going to check out this dog. I need your signature. <laughs> so I get it. Like, yeah. it just it just happens like that. So. Yeah, I get it. And then she sequentially cost me $3,500 in the first month I had her because she got attacked by another dog. Yeah. And she had to have a major surgery. <laughs> and I was just like, animal ownership is fun. We love our pets. It's true. You know what? Here's the thing. I wouldn't change it for the world. I no. love, I think you and I are very much the type of people where like not to get into it, but like I very much treat my dog like a family member. Yeah. And like a, not a Pets child. Are family, man. She Pets is family, family. And I will do, if I can swing it financially, I would do anything for her. Yep anything i will go to the ends of this planet for her (laughs) anything so i Uh get it i get it (laughs) yeah but you know what Knox is great and uh fuck tarot no i'm just kidding not fuck tarot sorry universe i didn't mean it i didn't mean it i mean thank you tarot for warning me yes yeah thank you kind of in a way where it's (laughs) like wow i can't wait to see what may has in store yeah I feel it. <laughs> we'll find out next week. May is a gnarly month for me. I feel it. I feel like if we do if we do a tarot poll for May, finance driven, the cards are gonna be like, get ready to get fucked, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bend over. Yeah. I'm going in dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we have all of our final payments for the wedding. Yeah. Uh it's a triple mortgage month. Woo! Yeah. And I have to pay all of my CPA dues and my tuition for the next year. Fucking amen. By the end of May. Hell no. <laughs> 
But yeah, so this month we have three mortgage payments, which brings our total mortgage payment to $4,000 for the month of May. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what I mean, right? And on top of it, it's like, oh, let's just have a wedding and we'll just have this and all of my school is (laughs) either way. If we do a finance poll, it'll look the exact same as April. (laughs) But for me, (laughs) I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Perfect. So, okay, everybody, remember to tune in next week <laughs> when we figure out how the tarot cards are going to beat us up yeah. and also to find out all about how to practice shadow work. Exactly. Right. In the meantime, let us know if you practice shadow work or if you've had any experiences, positive or negative. Do you have any tips for us? Yes. Do you let have tips know? for us or any, but any of the other witches in our beautiful What Up Witches podcast community on how to get started, where to get started? Um, also, just a point of reference, I'm going to put here in here as well. I talk a lot about it in our next episode, but I'm just going to put a tidbit out there because I think it's important. But remember that sometimes shadow work can require therapy um, mm-hmm. and it can require professionals to help guide you through. And if you're ever feeling like you're in a moment of really severe weakness um, and like you just can't get through it remember that that's okay and that there are professionals out there that can help guide you through this shadow work and can guide you through traumas so professionals exist for a reason yeah don't ever feel like you're alone don't ever feel like shadow work is a lonely journey or anything like that because it's not and there are people out here that care about you and that love you and that want you to be healthy and be your best self so we talk about it in in the next episode about therapy and professional cool. help during shadow work but because we didn't get to it this episode i just wanted to put a little cod ca- caveat yeah a little, out there little tidbit in a little there tidbit in there yeah. about you know don't feel like if you're feeling overwhelmed by shadow work don't feel like you have to continue it alone if you can't do the work of a professional as a non-professional that's understandable don't feel bad <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> not zero and that goes with everything yes like absolutely yeah sure you can unclog a toilet but you're not going to go in there and change out the plumbing and shit no like- <laughs> no exactly <laughs> Yes, exactly. You could trim your own bangs, but don't go cutting your whole head of hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you then know, expect it to come out like somebody who's been cutting hair for 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. That's always my favorite compliment. Like, well, I can never get my hair to curl the way you do it. Well, if you could, I'd be out of business, lady. Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't a job. have a job if you could do the same quality of work on your hair that I do on your hair. Yeah, that's how I feel about that's my job. <laughs> legitimately the point of me being a hairstylist. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly how I feel when they're like I would have never thought about that yeah. rule and you're like well I've spent seven years memorizing yeah. the rules so if Literally. you knew if you knew them better than I did then I fucked up yeah yeah if yeah. you know how to do this better than I know how to do this then there's a problem here <laughs> exactly I'm supposed to be a professional yeah. <laughs> exactly so yeah just remember that shadow work is not lonely work and that if you need guided professional help that there are resources out there for you to do that absolutely and we love you all um but yeah reach out to us let us know if you have tips if you have tricks if you have experiences um also remember we're always looking for spooky stories to continue doing our listener I episodes want to get spooky spooky i wanna get spooky i wanna drive home in the dark and fear for my life all over again <laughs> but yeah at least we did in lorraine during the day true <laughs> but remember you can reach out to us on our instagram at what up which is pod our facebook at what up which is podcast um holly manages our twitter account which is what up witches. <laughs> truly barely and then our gmail is what up which is podcast at gmail.com and you can always reach us there but either way we love you and um remember as always stay spooky bye